Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I think the Jaguars have a great idea. How about we just wave all of the NFL players? <laughs> wave. <laughs> wave. Yeah, you know, it's so funny when they say they're waving players because it's W-A-I-V-E, like off of a waiver. But I always just imagine them going, bye-bye. <laughs> they're waving. See ya. Don't let the door hit. You know, let them for that. You know what? Hey, th- you know what? Uh, look, there's there's bigger problems in the world than um, who's going to be running the ball for the Jackson. I think just uh, Minshew's going to do it all now. I think that's that's basically the message that I'm getting from this. Gardner Minshew is the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the one man show. He's going to go out there. He's going to throw. He's going to run. He's going to do um, he's going to do the press conferences. He's going to do all the promote. It's going to be all Minshew all the time. Uh, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Well, more on that in the news. We got there's man. There's so much that went on this weekend. Holy cow! I couldn't even believe how inundated I was with news over the week. I was trying to celebrate my son's 14th birthday, but every single time I turned around, there was some new tweet or some new some new update from the. Uh, you know, I, I was getting these push notifications from one zero four point five WOKV. It was it was wild, and uh, you know, I clearly something is happening here in this election. And it's bad news for uh, the Democrats because apparently the the issues that they've created to help propel them into uh, the White House have have gotten away from them. They basically created monsters that they can no longer control. They're the Frankenstein. They're the Dr. Frankenstein of the political world. And it's tough. You know, it's tough when you purposely create chaos as the Democrats are doing to overthrow Donald Trump or to de- defeat Donald Trump in November, it's tough to control. You you know, by definition, you cannot control chaos. And the Democrats either mistakenly thought they could, and now it's just totally gotten out of control. But chaos means the lack of control. There is no order. There, It's all just, you know, for whatever reason. It's like, a, it's like when we try to plan the show five minutes before we go on. It's a complete and total chaos. There's no way to control it. And the uh, the Democrats are are slowly starting to learn that, as is the media. Oh, by the way, speaking of the media, speaking of the media being out of control, I have to I have to share this with you. I love the Internet. The Internet is my favorite place in the world. If you ask me, like, hey, what are your favorite places? I Well, I like Disney World. Um, I like uh, I like Charleston, where we got married. And I love the Internet. Those are my three favorite places. Uh, also, I'm a big fan of M-Shack. Uh, you know, if I want a cheeseburger, oh, my God, best burgers, best burgers in the world. So uh, I'm on the Internet this weekend. And I start to see these memes pop up. And in my opinion, they are one of the funniest and most well done kind of meme themed, you know, uh, events that we've had. And it's all based on our good friends at CNN. CNN, you may remember, they came under fire from everybody, not just not just the right, but also the left. A lot of media outlets were saying this is this is not appropriate um, regarding what was happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Last week, Kenosha, there were fires, there were riots, there was looting. Uh, people were burning down uh, car dealerships and gas stations, all these things. And they had a reporter on the ground who who was trying to explain that the riots were mostly peaceful while he's standing in front of buildings, plural, that are engulfed in flames. 
not the remnants of buildings, not the smoldering remains of buildings. He's literally standing in the shot with the buildings burning behind him. And the the worst part is that the uh, the Chiron underneath, the little thing underneath says, fiery but mostly peaceful protests in Kenosha. He even actually says it in his in his video. Here's a little clip of it. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. By the way, you could hear, I don't know if it was a gunshot or what, but you heard some kind of explosion in there, too. Listen one more time. Multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. By the way, the other video they're showing, because they realize that the fiery but peaceful uh, protest, that's probably not a, a good sell. So they split the screen. And the other video they're showing is a bunch of riot police officers standing there and people just are hurling crap at them as he talks about how it's a mostly peaceful uh, process. So this became, I mean, this became a huge joke, and all the memes all weekend long were just popping up. People were, what they were doing was they were taking images from history, and they were they were putting they were putting the CNN logo and Chiron. Uh, I mean, and you know, for example, this one is this one is Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, and it says Japanese flyover is mostly peaceful, as if CNN if CNN were around in nineteen. 19- uh, 41. This is this is another this is another good one. This is the Titanic. You can see someone's actually cut the actual reporter in there, and it says ocean liner's first voyage mostly successful, which is which is very inappropriate. Uh, but also probably the way CNN would would you know would report on that. Here's another one from the Hindenburg in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Fiery but mostly peaceful airship explosion, which is also. Totally. I mean, and they went on and on. This is this is one from the uh, California wildfires. Fiery but mostly peaceful wildfires destroy California. Oh, this was one of my faves. This is Noah's Ark. (laughs) Noah's Ark. It's an artist rendering. I don't think it's actual footage from Noah's Ark. But it says breaking news. CNN. Watery but mostly peaceful flood destroys Earth, which I thought was. Fantastic. And then if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll like this one. This is breaking news from the Death Star. (laughs) Alderaan destroyed in mostly peaceful demonstration by space station. So, I mean, look, you really have to realize CNN is coming apart at the seams. And and people are realizing that there is from the on-air talent to the producers to the Chiron operators, there is this just totally biased underlying machine that is trying to twist the narrative of what's really happening in the world to fit what the Democrats and what specifically Joe Biden want you to believe is happening. But the fact of the matter is that the, the of the two real issues that that the candidates are trying to uh, catapult themselves into power on Donald Trump is looking at the violence that is running rampant all over the country, not just in Kenosha, Wisconsin, but in Portland, Oregon, where he's in a he's in a head to head battle with the mayor who's really done nothing for over 100 days in Seattle, in Chicago, where there continues to be massive gang violence on the daily in New York City, where people are getting attacked and robbed and, you know, brutally murdered. I mean, the things are just going crazy. Cities all over the country, mostly Democrat led cities. 
are finding the that they're devolving into violence that we haven't seen in decades, nor does anyone want. And as a result, it's catapulting Donald Trump up in the polls. He now has a national lead. He now has a lead in most swing states because people do not want this kind of this kind of chaotic, anarchic revolution in their cities. We don't want it here in Jacksonville, I assume. You know, and that's why most people here in Jacksonville, I feel, are supporters of Donald Trump's agenda, which is law and order. The other side of the issue is coronavirus. And that's what the Democrats continue to try and push. The only problem is the deadly riots and the deadly uh, looting and all of this Antifa stuff that's going on. Uh, they're outweighing they're outweighing the covid-19 coronavirus crisis. Every single day, people are more concerned that their business is going to get burned down, that looters and rioters are going to attack them in the streets, that their homes and suburbs are going to be taken down by, by these rioters like the McCluskeys in St. Louis. More people are concerned about crime and, and anger and, and violent protests and rioting than they are about catching the coronavirus. And when when your messaging is all Donald Trump, let this pandemic get out of hand. Donald Trump killed one hundred and eighty thousand people when that's your message. And nobody's really caring about that because they're worried that they're going to get shot in their car or that someone's going to come and hurl a brick at their head. Then you're losing the election and the continued violence and the continued chaos created by the Antifa run and Democrat controlled rioters and looters all over the country. It's out of control. Their monster has taken over their messaging and their monster is now destroying any chance they may have had of winning the White House in November. It's bad news for anyone who lives in one of these cities. It's great news for the rest of us, because after November 3rd, oh, this is all we're going to put an end to all of this. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. We have to take a quick break. We have a letter that the mayor of Portland wrote to the president, which I want to read here in just a minute. Also, we'll bring you up to date on this horrible shooting of this Trump supporter who was in town for uh, one of the Trump rallies in Portland. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about oh, oh, Adam Schiff. You won't believe who Adam Schiff is blaming for the violence in Kenosha. Yeah, you know what? You probably will. We'll get to all that and more. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show is coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch The Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. Got some open mic messages over the weekend, too. How are the Democrats going to run a country when they cannot even run a campaign? It's true, man. They have the worst campaign. And first of all, the Joe Biden campaign, and we're going we're gonna to get into a couple of these phone calls. we got a, a bunch more to talk about with the protests in Portland, the deadly shooting of a Trump supporter, which, again, this is something the Democrats, look, the, the Demo a lot of things happened in Portland this weekend, which are which are contrary to what the Democrats wanted to happen. Yes, they wanted the rioting and the burning and the looting at first, but they wanted people to they wanted people to feel sorry for the rioters and the looters. And they wanted people to feel more white guilt and privilege um, and allow the rioting and the looting to go on and understand that the reason that the rioting and the looting is going on is because of Donald Trump. That's not at all what's happening in Portland or in the rest of the country. 
And now the Democrats have are, they're trying to tone it all down. Unfortunately, once you set something like Antifa into motion, you can't you can't put the lid back on. I mean, it's out there, man. It is. It's like the virus. Once you release the virus into the atmosphere, there is no vaccine for Antifa and there's no controlling them because they're I mean, they're just anti-government. And if you're the Democrats and you're in control, you're the government. They're just going to hate you next. And I think that's what they're realizing too, um, too late. So most of the, most of the coverage, most of the media this weekend and most of what's been going on has been focused on Portland, which is the epicenter of Antifa for over a hundred days. They've just been massively destroying their own city and protesting and burning things. And it's the destruction has just been awful. And their mayor is, is really like a pointless figurehead at this point. I don't even know. I don't even know how the people in Portland still have this guy in the job, how he's allowed to show up every day because he's basically, He's basically doing nothing. But that was the Democrats' whole campaign. They had to pull back on that. They had to pull back on that because the more images of burning and rioting and fiery but peaceful protests that Americans start to saw, the more to see, the more they started to sway toward Donald Trump. And he got a huge boost after the DNC. He got a bigger boost after the RNC. He's now leading in a national poll and he's leading in all the swing states. So the Democrats, they're in panic mode and they're like, well, I guess we have to start campaigning. The Democrats are the worst campaigners in the world. I don't know who's in charge of Joe Biden's campaign, but I can't imagine that they would ever want to put this thing on their resume because Joe Biden, with everything going on in the world, with Kenosha, Wisconsin, on on, on the daily basis, just seeing these protests after the uh, after the latest police shooting, with what's going on in Portland, with what's going on in Chicago and the, and the endless violence, Joe Biden decides to go to Pennsylvania. He wasn't supposed to go campaign until next week. Remember after the uh, RNC, he said, I will resume a live in-person campaign after Labor Day. Well, after what happened this weekend, they realized that's too little too late. That is TLTL. So they decided that they're going to shove Joe Biden in a car or a plane or whatever, an ambulance, I guess, is maybe the way he travels. And they're going to drive him maybe a hearse. <laughs> Who knows? That's what they should do. Trade in the, the Joe Biden campaign bus for a hearse. Because that's basically where your campaign's headed to the graveyard. But they're gonna they're gonna drive him to, to Pennsylvania where he's gonna give a speech about Donald Trump stoking violence. In Pennsylvania? The violence is in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Guess where Donald Trump's going? Kenosha, Wisconsin. I mean this is this proves the difference of leadership. Joe Biden sees that there's a problem in this country with racial violence. He believes Donald Trump is the problem. So instead of going to the place where the hot spot, if you will, he goes to Pennsylvania. It's a safe place. It's where he was born. It's where supposedly people love him. Although if you looked at the polls, they don't really like him that much there anymore. Not nearly as much as they used to three or four months ago. But that's it, man. The Joe Biden, they are in they are in dire straits. They need to campaign. So they're sending Joe Biden out. Also, they're running a flurry of new ads. A couple of them are really one of them. They ran during the VMAs yesterday. This this thing was totally cringy. I also I don't know who's running their ads either, but they have two new ads, which I watch and they just they make me uncomfortable because, number one, I realize that Joe Biden is just pandering to a certain demographic or group of people. And I know what you're thinking. It's politics. It's the Democrats. That's literally what they do. 
It's why everybody, all the Democrats in Congress, knelt down in the uh, in the um, rotunda, you know, for a moment of silence with the African scarves around their necks, thinking they were unifying the country when really they were just insulting African-American voters and getting heat for it on Twitter. They think that by pandering, they're going to win when really nobody wants pandering. They want protection. They don't want a president to pander. They don't want your president. We don't want your president. We don't want to think you're cool or you know the latest dance moves or you watch the coolest TV shows. We don't care about that. Will you keep us and our families safe from terrorists, from economic collapse, from viruses, and from uh, Antifa protesters and domestic terrorists who want to destroy the very cities we live in? Presidents protect. They don't pander. Donald Trump is protecting. Joe Biden is pandering. That's why tomorrow you're going to see Donald Trump in Kenosha, Wisconsin, trying to help and heal the community. All you're going to see of Joe Biden is him in Pennsylvania pandering to the population in a, in a feeble attempt to save face. I'll play you some of these ads. We've got the audio from what's going on over the week. we got a lot more to get to, man, and we have very little time to do it. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKB. We'll be right back. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. By the way, we, we just got a super chat on YouTube from Robin Robertson. Is that right? Yeah, Robin Robertson, who wrote, I drove all across Michigan this weekend for my birthday. Sounds like a fun birthday. I was amazed by how many Trump Pence signs and flags I saw. Make America great again. Do not be amazed. Michigan this weekend turned Trump. Trump now leads Joe Biden in Michigan, which is, of course, one of those uh, one of those blue states he turned uh, red um, back in 2016. And it's also a state that's going to continue to be red and delivered. Look. People that people I don't understand these people who think that Donald Trump is going to lose this election. I don't understand how you think that's going to happen because Joe Biden's campaign is so bad. Joe Biden's campaign is so bad. His message is so bad. He's siding with criminal. Really, at this point, Joe Biden himself could potentially actually be culpable for some of the violence and death that's happening. And I'll explain that here in just a minute. But. Let me get back to this pander. Yesterday during the VMAs, which I didn't even know were still going on, the MTV Video Music Awards, Joe Biden created an ad. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy who has been accused of being a racist. This is a guy who has been accused of believing that African-American voters are just naturally supposed to vote for him because he's a Democrat and they just vote blindly for the Democrat without educating themselves on any of the issues or stands that any of the politicians happen to be making. Because that's what black voters do. They just vote Democrat. And Joe Biden went on the breakfast club with Charlemagne the God and actually said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And then he went on uh, this interview on, um, you know, with this Latino reporter and said, well, you know, the black community is not very diverse. You know, now, unlike the Latino community or unlike the African-American community, the Latino community, they're very diverse. African-American community, they're not diverse at all. That's why they just vote blindly Democrat. And now we're starting to see that change. And what we saw in the RNC last week was a lot of African-American voters and thought leaders, elected officials, bigwigs in the party, bigwigs in the African-American community come out and say Donald Trump is better for African-Americans than Joe Biden ever has been and ever will be. But it, then he chooses Kamala Harris because, again, it's pandering. It's saying, look, 
I know that I'm losing the black vote. I know that I'm not doing very well with black voters. So I'm going to pick a black woman and maybe then you'll vote for me, which basically is just doing more of the same. That is just then an assumption that black people will vote for a black woman because she's black. It's it's even worse than anything that he said or done before. But he did it. And now during the VMAs, he's running this kind of like hip and trendy, cool ad with like it's it's very awkward to see this old white man approve this ad. But here's here's the you can pick it up basically from the from the. Uh, <coughs> here it is. It's like Kamala Biden. Yo, here we go. They go right foot, then left. And what they ain't going to do is finesse. They don't work too hard, too long. It's about time to come and right these wrongs. They're about justice and peace. We can do you want to see some change? Say the action starts with me. Biden, let's vote. Vote, vote. Harris, let's vote. Vote, vote. Biden, let's vote. Vote, vote. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Okay, so I'm, so I'm watching this ad. First of all, I couldn't pick uh, one policy initiative in that entire. All I got was they ain't going to finesse. If you want change, Biden, let's vote. Harris, let's vote. There's a lot of young kids and they're dancing around. They're holding signs. It looks like a big party. And then they, and then Joe Biden comes in at the very end going, I'm Joe Biden. It's like when your grandfather walks in at the party and is like, what? Turn this music, rock and roll music down. What is this? Too loud. Try to sleep. It was really bizarre. And it was kind of cringy, actually, um, is how I looked at it. But then there's this other ad. With the cast of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and also Dr. Jill Biden. And here is this is the this is a very it's a it's an amalgamation of the, the cast, the five guys from the new cast, not the old cast, not the OG Queer Eye, but the new school Queer Eye and Jill Biden. And here's what they're here's how they're pimping out Joe Biden. Hey there. Hey, friends. Hey there. Hello, everyone. Hey there. I have a question for you. Do you care about ending this pandemic? Do you care about homeless veterans, about the environment? Trans lives, black lives. Do you want to make life better for us teachers? All right, I'm going to stop. It's only halfway through. I'm going to stop right there. Already you can see that the items that they're trying to pinpoint are not the items that are most important to the majority of the people in this country. They're talking about making what making. uh, uh, Do you care about ending this pandemic? Do you care? No. You know what? And this is true. Most people don't care about ending the pandemic. Most people care about going back to work. Most people care about their kids going back to school. Most people care about creating a a vaccine or whatever. But just flat out ending the pandemic is not the message that people want. People like, look, I know that there's viruses out there. I don't care. I'll wash my hands. But I want to go back to the bar. I want to go back to the beach. I want to get on an airplane. I want the hotel to be open. People ending the pandemic is not high on people's lists of priority. Then he goes back to, you know, then it goes back to helping, you know, homeless veterans. Well, yes, we want to help homeless veterans. But where is that on the list of national priorities? Trans lives, black lives. And then, of course, Jill Biden pipes in with the whole teachers movement, all low on the list of national priorities. The number one thing right now on the list of national priorities, safety. People want to feel safe. They don't feel safe in big cities. They want to feel safe. They don't feel safe with the Democrats. They definitely don't feel safe from uh, from Chinese uh, you know, aggression and any terrorists that might come into the country. If Joe Biden is president and we remove our borders and open up flights to all of these countries where that harbor and actually support financially and otherwise terrorism against the United States, people want to feel safe. 
They want to know that if I'm an American and I vote for you, you're going to keep me and my family alive. Because if you're dead, nothing else matters. If you're dead, it doesn't matter if there's a deadly vaccine out there. If you're dead, it doesn't matter uh, if your teacher is happy. None of that stuff matters. Trans lives, black lives, homeless vets, nothing else matters if you are deceased. So number one, people want to feel safe. And when they turn on the news or when they go on Twitter, all they see is violence and fire and riots and people like them getting hit in the head arbitrarily with bricks or shot on the streets of Portland. That's number one. Number two, the economy. Because if you're going to be alive, you need some money. And people want to know, okay, if you're going to keep me safe, you got to keep some money in my pocket. You can't take all my taxes. You got to make sure I have a job. The economy's got to be strong. My dollar's got to be worth something when I go out and buy something for my family. Because that's the, I mean, if I'm going to be alive, I'm going to need clothes. I'm going to need food. I'm going to need a house, maybe a car. If, if I'm going to be alive, I want my life to be worth living. So when people look at this, when people look at what's going on in the world, they look at, you know, is this president going to keep me safe and keep me as rich as possible? And Joe Biden is talking to none of that. Here's the rest of the ad. And what about health care for those who can't afford it? What about just getting Donald Trump out of office? Ah, there we go. Look at that. What about health care? You know what? This is this is it. What about, it's not about any of these things. It, we get to it. It's not about any of these things. Last ditch effort. Do you care about trans lives, black lives? Do you care about teachers? Do you care about homeless veterans? Do you care about the pandemic? No. What about affordable health care? Okay, fine. You don't care about any of that. What about just getting Donald Trump out of office? That's the, you know what? We're just going to throw it out there on the table. What about just getting Donald Trump out of office? Yes to all of the above. Uh, it's great. Okay, good. Then you'll probably care about the election on November 3rd. Uh, stop right there. This is Jill Biden, okay? This is, this is, this is the candidate's wife. The want to be first lady. This is Jill Biden. She's trying to encourage uh, young fans of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy to the new season, not the old one, the new one, uh, uh, to go out and vote to for whatever issue, whether it's just getting Donald Trump out of office or something that really matters, doesn't matter. They're trying to drum up support and listen to how haphazardly she tries to inspire. She says, then you'll probably care about this election we're having. Then you'll probably care about the election on November 3rd. You'll probably care? How is that inspirational? How is that going to get a, 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 a swath of young Democrat uh, queer eye for the straight guy fans out to the polls on November 3rd? You'll probably care about it. If you don't, we understand, but you probably will. And if you do, we'd like you to probably vote for Joe Biden. Because it's critical that we all are involved. So donate whatever you can and join me. Join me. Join me. Join me. And me. For a conversation and grassroots fundraiser on Tuesday, September 1st. I hope you'll join us. We'll see you there. Oh, okay. Oh, bye. Thank you. for That was great. So Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, along with Dr. Jill Biden, hosting a grassroots fundraiser. By the way, this is all virtual. This is all virtual. It's all happening online. A grassroots fundraiser to help Joe Biden deal with all of these issues that a minority of this country actually cares about. Whoever's running this campaign, I'm, it's almost like they don't want to win. It's almost like Donald Trump somehow managed to get somebody from like a double knot spy. It's almost like the Trump campaign managed to get some kind of insider hired for Joe Biden's campaign to create the worst ads, 
to create the most most demeaning pandering messages and to create the dumbest, lamest campaign agenda and event schedule of any candidate in history. I mean, if, if he did, that's brilliant because that's exactly what's happening. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. There's something else really bad happening with the Biden campaign. And everyone tons of people have written me about this and sent me DMs. And it's true. It's true. I'll tell you that we've we've it's not a myth. No matter what you hear from Snopes or whatever else, we fact check this. And this is actually true. And, and since it is true, it actually means that Joe Biden, not only is he the worst candidate in history, but he could potentially potentially, in my humble opinion, be part of one of the deadliest uh, criminal campaigns in this country's history as well. We'll get into that here in just a minute, too. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More coming up. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045. It's the number 855-765-1045. Let's get a couple, squeeze in a couple phone calls here. We have a shorter break and I want to make sure that we get what's happening with Joe. But listen, the Joe Biden campaign again. Now it's not just him. I used to think he was just the worst candidate and maybe the two go hand in hand. But he not only is the worst candidate, but he's got the worst campaign. And what the Democrats have been trying to do with these national riots and looting and BLM and Antifa is is has gotten totally away from them. They can't control it. And it's doing nothing but hurting their already weak candidate. And there's something that's going around. You've probably already seen it. If not, we'll get into it. But it could make I believe it makes Joe Biden criminally culpable for some of the rioting, the looting and even the murder that's now happening in some of these cities. I'll explain that in uh, in just a minute. First, though, let's go to Aaron in Orange Park. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hey, what's going on, sir? How are you? Good, man. What's up, Aaron? What do you want to say? Good. So um, I kind of just wanted to kind of throw like an idea of, you know, how I think. So I'm 27. I'm a young white guy, you know, but I don't look at my color as anything. I just look at it as I'm a human being breathing the same air that everybody else is breathing. Yeah. Uh, But the one thing I wanted to mention is like, isn't it kind of funny that the left kind of looks at Trump like he's God? Because whenever something wrong happens... It's like they expect Trump to just wave his wand for everything happy to happen so that if there was to be any issues, hey, Trump, you know, one one of your guys just got shot. You know, why aren't you doing something? And for the mayor to point out, um, it was the mayor in Portland, correct? Yeah, Mayor Ted Wheeler. Right. So he he needs to be wheeled out. I'm sorry, because it's not Trump's fault. And from my understanding, Trump had went ahead and agreed to giving anyone over 50-something states assistance to help out with these riots and to help out with these protests. Because why? Because he's a leader of our country. Yeah. He wants to take care of the people. He wants to do this and he wants to do that, and he's trying to do that. It's just like what God did for people. People were getting ransacked by their own people. And so they called out for somebody, and then God sent out Jesus. Next thing you know... Sin beat the crap out of them and sent them right back packing. That's the exact same thing that they're trying to do with some of these people that they're trying to send out. Because what did Trump do? He sent out FBI guys. He yeah. sent out military guys. Yeah. And they beat the snot out of them and they sent them back. They're like, hey, no, we don't want this. We'll do this on our own. But yet the people who are over there that are slaving and breaking their backs over to have a business for someone who is like 
17 years old or 18 years old or whatever. I just heard on the uh, on, on the news a couple of days ago about this 18-year-old girl who went ahead and uh, I, I forgot what state it was in, but she went ahead and pointed out that she had started a rally. And then that mayor had uh, or the city had given her a, you know, a, a fine. Yeah for having to pay for the overtime for the officers. Yeah. And she said, why am I being penalized for my First Amendment right? All right, Aaron, hang on. First... I'm going to put you on hold for it. No, all great points. You've got a lot of great points, and I feel there are more coming. But I want to, you know, it would step in and start with the first one first, which I like what you said, how for whatever reason the left believes that Donald Trump is this godlike figure that should just be able to solve every plot problem. And if he doesn't, they get really annoyed. Like, why? It's your fault. Why don't you save it? Why don't you fix it? Why don't you get rid of this uh, global pandemic? Why don't you stop all the violence? Why don't you, you know, and the president's job is not that at all. The president's job is to offer assistance to the states. And what happens is you, you have to look at the individual states, well, individually. But, for example, uh, here in Florida, we have a great may, uh, we have a great governor. You know, we got a fairly decent mayor in Jacksonville. We got a great governor, strong governor, independent governor. He learned from our, our our previous governor, who was one of the strongest, one of the most independent, and one of the most effective governors this state has ever had. You may not like him. You may think he's creepy. He looks like a skeleton, whatever. You may not be into bald guys. I don't understand that myself. But he was one of the most effective governors, and that's why he was elected twice. Now he's our senator, and he's doing a bang-up job at that as well. But you, when, when you look at the states individually, you have to look at the leadership of the states. If you have weak leadership in a state, and then correspondingly also weak leadership in a city inside that state, what's going to happen is you're going to have this chaos. You need strong leaders to protect the citizens of their jurisdictions, and it starts locally. So in Kenosha, Wisconsin, for example, it's the mayor of Kenosha's uh, job to keep the peace. In Portland, it's Ted Wheeler's job to keep the peace. And if he can't do it, he's got to go to the governor and say, I need your help. And if they both can't do it, then the president can offer help and say, look, we have national uh, we have national troops. We have national assets that we can bring to your city, that we can bring to your state to help you. And these guys, first of all, they all hate Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump. He's a Republican, but he's more than that. He's Donald Trump. And they refuse. They refuse to get Donald Trump's help. Also, they keep they continue to blame Donald Trump, which I never understood. But they continue to blame Donald Trump for everything that's happening. In fact, Ted Wheeler, this whole shooting, this Trump supporter comes to Portland as part of a Trump parade, is walking around. An Antifa terrorist shoots him allegedly in the chest. We know the guy's name now, the alleged the suspect shoots him in the chest, kills him. And Ted Wheeler blames, guess who? Donald Trump for having or supported his supporters. It's really it's a bizarre, twisted way of trying to uh, of trying to, you know, uh, push, you know, push back and 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 push the, put the blame on the president when clearly it's the it's the the, the fault of the, the mayor. And anyway, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Also, I have the letter he wrote to the president. Plus, what's going on with Joe Biden and Antifa? All that and more coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is the Mark K Show. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Monday. Uh, more money's coming up, through, too, I think. At uh, noon, there's going to be another cash keyword. You can win some cash with the payroll payout. Just listen and then text that number to uh, 70123. All right. 
I got to tell you, this whole thing, this whole thing in Portland this weekend, first of all, the violence around the country is, I mean, you can pinpoint, you can figure out, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where this started. We know that there are Antifa uh, operatives all over the ground in all of these cities. We know that the Democrat mayors and governors in these cities and, and states, we know that they're allowing it to happen. They're just letting it happen. We saw in Seattle when the mayor said that, that the um, the autonomous zone where people were getting raped and shot was like a block party. We saw all that. We know what's happening in Portland for like over 100 days. The mayor, Ted Wheeler, he's been he's been not only uh, letting the protests continue and the attacks on police continue, but he's blaming the president for him. In fact, here's what he said. Here's what he said after the shooting of a Trump supporter this weekend. Yesterday's events began with hundreds of cars filled with supporters of the president rallying in Clackamas County and then driving through downtown Portland. They were supported and energized by the president himself. Okay. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. He says it like these. What happened yesterday started with these Trump supporters rallying and driving through Portland. So far, that's a peaceful protest. That's the same exact kind of peaceful protest or really not even a protest. That is a show of support for a political candidate. But nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that would promote violence. There was no destruction. These Trump supporters weren't burning anything. They weren't they weren't throwing bricks through car dealerships or overturning police cars. They were rallying in one place. They got in their trucks with their Trump flags and they drove through Portland legally, which is their right. Much like the Black Lives Matter supporters from all over the country who legally have a right to come together and protest and march and chant and do all these things. So I don't understand. Why, and why would the president not support people who support him? I don't understand that either. But here's where he really starts throwing the blame around. You've tried to divide us more than any other figure in modern history. And now you want me to stop the violence that you helped create. Ah, that Donald Trump helped create. Donald Trump helped create the violence in Portland, Oregon. Donald Trump's the one that pulled the police back and wouldn't allow them to engage. Donald Trump's the one that went down on the street and tried to work with the protesters only to get tear gassed, which is actually something that happened. Donald Trump went in with national troops to protect federal property and got pushback from the mayor's office, ordered to leave. The protesters, in a lot of ways, were given free reign over the city of Portland, much to the dismay of a lot of the law-abiding citizens. And when Donald Trump offered help to the mayor of Portland, he shot back with a nasty letter. Dear President Trump, yet again, you said you offered to aid Portland by sending in federal law enforcement to our city on behalf of the city of Portland. No thanks. It's legit, the quote. That's what he wrote. He wrote to the president of the United States, hey, you offered to help us with our rampant crime and destruction and, and, and looting and protesting gone wild. You offered to help us on a national scale. Hmm. No, thanks. We don't need your politics of division and demagoguery. Portlanders are on to you. We have already seen your reckless disregard for human life in your bumbling response to the covid pandemic. See, this is it. Every there's a battle line. There's what's really happening in America and what the Democrats think is happening in America. There's what voters really care about. And there's what the Democrats really care about. And this letter sums it up pretty well.
the majority of Americans, the majority of conservative Americans, Republican Americans, Democrats who support the president, black voters who support the president, women who support the president, Latinos and immigrants who support the president, the majority of people in this country who support the president want a stop to this endless violence, the looting, the rioting, the fires, this activity that is making it unsafe in some of the formerly great and beautiful and productive cities in this country. They want these Democrats to start doing the jobs they were elected to. They want peace. They want law and they want order. And you can look at any poll. You can look at any any uh, report. You can go talk to people and say, hey, what do you think we should do about these riots? They're going to tell you to quell them. But that doesn't fit with the Democrats' narrative because Donald Trump is the law and order president. Donald Trump is the strong arm of the law. Donald Trump is the one that will forcefully shut down a rebellion either here in the United States or abroad. They saw what happened to General Soleimani. They saw how Donald Trump put an end to Iranian aggression. They saw how he worked with Kim Jong-un to put a, an end to the North Korean aggression. They see all these things. They see that Donald Trump is a no-nonsense kind of guy. And if he comes into your city and squashes the rebellion, then he will also get the credit. They don't want Donald Trump to have credit. They want Donald Trump to have blame. And since they can't blame him for these things, they have to turn it back on coronavirus and COVID-19. So in this letter to Donald Trump where the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, says, no, thanks. We like the riots. We like the burning and the looting. We like the mayhem and the chaos. We're going to keep it. Oh, by the way, you suck at COVID-19 because he's got to get it back on message. Uh, he continues, and we know that you've reached the conclusion that images of violence or vandalism are your only ticket to re-election. Get this. This is my favorite line in the whole thing. This guy must think. This guy must think we're all on drugs. There is no place for looting, arson, or vandalism in our city. Let me read that again. This is the mayor of Portland. There is no place for looting, arson, or vandalism in our city. For the last 100 days, that's all you've had. When Donald Trump sent federal troops to protect the federal courthouse, which he is obligated by law, by the power of his position to do, he had to protect them from rioters and looters and protesters who were trying to break in and also set the place on fire. Yet Ted Wheeler wants you to believe that there's no place for looting, arson, or vandalism in their city. There is no room here for racist violence or those who wish to bring their ideology of hate into our community. Those who commit criminal acts will be apprehended and prosecuted under the law. Let That's interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. This is the letter that Ted Wheeler sent. I don't even know if the president read it. But apparent, but if you know, apparently he's ignoring it because I think the federal troops are on their way. Let's talk a little bit about that though, because here's what happened this weekend in Portland. I know a lot people for weeks now have been sending me a link to this video where they've been sending me information, and they say, "Did you know, Marque, that if you type in www.antifa.com into your browser and hit enter, it takes you to Joe Biden's campaign website?" And that is true. It does. If you go www.antifa. Oh, wait, I spelled Antifa. Antifa.com, and you hit enter, you end up at JoeBiden.com. And the first thing they want you to do is donate some money. So that is true. That has been the, even if you go to Snopes, they'll tell you it's true. Uh, so Joe Biden's campaign is working hand-in-hand -hand with Antifa. His online address is Antifa.com. And he's going to take money from you. If you're, if you're looking to support Antifa, 
just support Joe Biden because they're one and the same. Antifa Joe. That's what they want you to know. If you like what Antifa is doing, if you like the violence and the mayhem, if you like the arson and the burning of police cars and the bricks being thrown through innocent people's windows, if you like all that, Joe Biden is the place to go. And we know that because when you go to Antifa.com, you end up at Joe Biden's campaign website. So support him. Give him some money. And we will make sure that the chaos continues. Now, let's flash forward to what happened in Portland this weekend, where this guy who was there for the Trump rally, this peaceful patriot, this law-abiding citizen walking down the street, wearing a patch that said Blue Lives Matter, all of a sudden, guy comes up to him, yells, we got a Trumper here, two shots ring out, boom, guy's dead. Other dude runs off with a gun. Police track him down. Apparently, the suspect is a guy named Michael Renoil. Renoil, Rhinoil, and Michael, Antifa Mike, we'll call him. And Antifa Mike is a 48-year-old snowboard instructor who is like a crazy Bernie bro far-left supporter. You go to his Instagram, and he is like, dude, I am all about mayhem and destruction and anarchy and socialism. In fact, there's a post from June where he wrote, every revolution needs people that are willing and ready to fight. There are so many of us protesters that are just protesting without a clue of where that will lead. That's just the beginning. That's where the fight starts. If that's as far as you can take it, thank you for your participation. But please stand aside and support the ones that are willing to fight. I am 100% Antifa all the way. This guy who shot in cold blood a Trump supporter for no other reason than him being a Trump supporter is Antifa. 100%. 100% Antifa all the way. This guy, this alleged murderer, political murderer, is Antifa. 100%. And if you go to Antifa.com, you end up on Joe Biden's website. There, I mean, I, I just there's no way to explain to you other than that what's going to happen in Joe Biden's America. Joe Biden and Antifa, they are one and the same. And if you don't believe me, just go to the Internet. The Internet never lies. Never about anything. 855-765-1045. We had to take a quick break. Uh, we're over a little bit. We got some more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show, 855-765-1045 is the number, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is George in South Carolina. Hi, George. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, I, I tell you what, uh, uh, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a pleasure uh, getting through. My first time, I, up until four months ago, I'd never heard of you. And oh. now I listen to you, uh, you know, religiously. Well, George, I really, I appreciate, you know, in full disclosure, up until about 40 seconds ago, I'd never heard of you either. But uh, I'm glad that we made this connection. Well, uh, I like I like what your uh, show for uh, talks about now. Yeah, and absolutely. Let me tell you, a lot of the things I had wrote down that I wanted to say, 
you covered them since I, I, I've called. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no I'm sorry. Well, give me, pick one. There's got to be something I haven't said yet. I mean, I know I talk really fast, but what, what, pick one thing on the list you haven't well, said. I had, you know, I already knew about about the uh, WWW Antifa yeah. where it went to. Uh, I knew about that. Yeah. All right, uh, when Trump comes to North Carolina, yeah. uh, two or three weeks ago, he comes to Charlotte, and uh, they... They were lined up across the bridge where he were where he was going to go by with Trump flags. Yeah, and this one Antifa guy comes under the bridge in a car and fires up in the air. Fires uh, a gun. They chase. They chase him. He gets out of a car, gets in another car. They chase that car. Well, they catch him. I mean, they catch him. You never hear nothing about that. Yeah. All right. We just had a seven-year-old girl. She was on Facebook, and uh, she was shot by a seven-year-old white girl, was shot and killed by a, a black guy. And, I mean, uh, uh, you know what, what kind of uh, funeral they give George Floyd? Well, they uh, I don't know whether you heard about it or not, but, you know, when they done the autopsy, uh, he didn't die from asphyxiation, like they tried to say. Yeah, I he heard died that. from a, he died from a drug overdose. I heard. Well, I, you yeah, know, I, mean, I, I think that I think one led to. I mean, there there were some uh, complications there, but you're. I mean, look, George, I understand what you're saying. You're right. There are there are discrepancies in the coverage of different stories, and when it seems like the media can benefit one party over another by covering one story over another, that's exactly what they do. Um, you know, and and we've seen there was, you know, and again, the tragic story of the little boy in in North Carolina who was just riding his bike in his neighbor's yard or whatever and, and was killed. Uh, I mean, it, it's over and over again when when some story comes up that is not going to help Joe Biden. And that's really it. It used to be there used to be different. There used to be journal journalistic, I guess uh, you would you would call it. Um, I don't know what you would call it, like a litmus test almost. And you would get a story and you would say, OK. Is this story something we need to cover? Yes, it is. People need to know about it. It's important to their lives. Is it national, local news? What kind of story is it? Is it breaking news? You know, how important is it? And how do we cover it? What are the facts? It was always, what's the story? Let's tell the story and let people figure out the facts for themselves. It's no longer that now. The litmus test is this. Does this story hurt Donald Trump or does it help Donald Trump? And if the story hurts Donald Trump, for the most part, it's it's I mean, it, it leads. That's a big thing. If it helps Donald Trump, it does not. And you can you can go on CNN any hour of the day. And the majority of stories you're going to see are not about protesters. It's not going to be about um, the violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's not going to be about the violence in Portland. In fact, the violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin, not only do they not report on it, but when they do, they lie about it. As we talked about with the memes, they called it a fiery but mostly peaceful protest because the fiery protest helps Donald Trump's law and order claim. It helps Donald Trump's uh, campaign to get reelected so we can put a stop to that kind of thing. CNN can't have that. They have to have the chaos. They have to have Joe Biden lead. So they go with coronavirus, which they still believe is the lead story that will hurt Donald Trump. Although I don't think it does anymore. I don't think it does. I don't think most people hear these stories about coronavirus or COVID-19 and think to themselves, man, Donald Trump really screwed us over on that. You know, this coronavirus, 200 people, 200,000 people in the United States of America dead. Man, that Donald Trump, he's got to go. I don't think people think that at all. In fact, most people 
Most people, the only thing they care about coronavirus is that they don't have it. They've never gotten it. They don't think they've gotten it. So why can't they go back to work? Why can't their kids go to school? Why do they have to go into Publix wearing a mask? That's what they care about when it comes to coronavirus. But the media, that's all they have to throw against Donald Trump. So, yes, when there's a shooting of a of a black man by a white cop in Kenosha or when there's the, you know, any kind of death nowadays that hurts Donald Trump in their eyes, it will be promoted, you know, uh, and magnified because it's crunch time. It's crunch, man. We only got we had fewer than what, 90 to 80 days till this election. And we've got to hurt Donald Trump as much as we possibly can because he's not hurting himself. And Joe Biden, he hurts himself every day. Hey, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. And if you're listening in South Carolina, by the way, don't forget about Lindsey Graham. Uh, make sure you go out there and support him, too. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the marcation. Well, you know, we should talk about these COVID numbers that are the CDC. They just blew up CNN's entire narrative on COVID-19. Um, we'll get to that here in just a minute. It's the marcation on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. For the black, brown, white, purple, yellow, and the rest of the population of the United States of America, if you don't like a free country, get out of our country. I mean, Donald Trump, remember when he said uh, he said, go back to where you came from or whatever. And he got uh, and he got all sorts of flack. I still believe that for the most part. And it's weird because I am an immigrant, which a lot of people don't know, came from Canada. Yes, it's not as it's not as sexy as floating across from from Cuba on a raft or, you know, uh, swimming across the Rio Grande from Mexico. I know, but it's a, a still an immigrant. Nonetheless, someone who wasn't born here, who is here now and uh, it loves this country. And the thing you have to the thing that really annoys immigrants is when people don't love the country because and the Democrats, I think they're starting to realize they're losing the immigrant vote. You talk to any immigrant, you're going to see they love Donald Trump and what he stands for. They're losing the African-American vote because th these there are people out there that love this country so much that they give up everything. And when they get here and they some, hear someone talking bad about it, they're not going to be they're not going, going to embrace that political party. They're going to run from it. And that's exactly that's exactly what it uh, that's exactly what it is. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is the number. This is Joe in Ohio. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing great. Joe, what do you want to say? I wanted to know if in October, if Biden's campaign came out and said he could run for president due to his health, what would happen to the election? And would Nancy Pelosi be sworn in as active president in January if, if no winner by then? Yeah, well, I mean, look, and again, the, there is a there is a list of rules that has been laid out. Uh, thank God for the founding fathers. If Joe Biden cannot be president, first of all, the guy has to win. <laughs> OK, so I mean, I almost don't want to go into this because the odds of him winning have been reduced so much. So since the campaign officially started with the DNC, but if he wins. And then before the anyway, as soon as he wins, he's president elect. Kamala Harris is president, vice president elect. So all the rules and regulations are the same. If Joe Biden steps down or can't do it or, you know, passes away or whatever, Kamala Harris becomes the president elect. That's all set in stone. It's what happens beforehand. And I don't know. Um, but I believe the Democrats would have to get together and figure out 
figure out exactly what's going to happen with their candidate. I assume it would be Kamala Harris, which would be a horrible choice because I don't know that a lot of people would be uh, would be voting for her. This is uh, Tom in North Carolina. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, Mark. Tom here. Um, on that question, that first person just said, if there is no clear winner in the Constitution, it says it will go to the, the House and the Senate will vote for the president in the House and the vice president in the Senate, which could mean that we could get either Donald Trump and the Camilla Harris as vice president, according to the rules on that. But more than likely, the uh, the Electoral College would decide that before the... Uh, well, they, yeah, they're last... gonna, I mean, they're going to have to come forward. The Electoral College is going to have to come forward and vote and bring their electors, I mean, before, there's, before Inauguration Day. That's going to have to happen. Um, now, there was just a rule passed about faithless electors, which could benefit Donald Trump because the the Supreme Court issued a, a uh, what do you call it, a ruling on on, on faithless electors, pardon me, which means in a state, a state can force faithless electors to vote the way the popular vote goes. And so if there's, let's say, some question about the, uh, the number of ballots or ballots that were thrown out because they weren't filled out properly or mail-in ballots that disappeared or appeared and were being, you know, um, challenged in court, if any of that happened, then faithless electors, people that could say, no, I will not vote for Donald Trump until we get this, this election under, until all these votes are recounted or we have, you know, 13 recounts or this court decision, whatever. These people that, that are known as faithless electors, they can now be forced to just vote the way of the popular vote uh, by the Supreme Court. So that's that's, you know, a lot of different. We're all going to be experts on election law by the time this is over, because this is going to be one of the most litigious elections we've ever seen. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is Mary in Fort Myers. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Oh, good. My Mary. Question, yeah. My question is this. What do you think is behind all of a sudden Trump's relatives, his niece and his sister, and then Melania's good friend coming out and speaking out against the president? Oh, well, there's a couple of reasons before. Before That's a great question. Why are all these people, family, relatives, Republicans, like the entire Bush administration, why are they all coming out against President Trump? couple reasons for it. Number one, there are people that are hardcore never-Trumpers who hate Donald Trump as much as the Democrats do, if not more. People like George Bush and Colin Powell and Mitt Romney, these are old-school Republicans. These are Republicans that, you know, for all intents and purposes, basically had their shot and failed. These are people who had their time in that Mitt Romney had his shot at being Republican, a, a Republican president, and he failed. He couldn't do it. He couldn't embrace what it took. He couldn't he couldn't fight the fight. He couldn't win the war. He couldn't get to the White House. He failed a lot of the old school Republican Party. And one of the biggest complaints you've heard about people, even as as uh, you know, as uh, a couple of years ago with Paul Ryan, the, the Republicans had the, the best ideas. The Republicans had the best uh, you know, moral character. The Republicans knew what this country was founded on and how this country needed to proceed. The Republicans were the ones that could help and grow and fix and maintain a strong economy. The Republicans were the one who would be strong on terrorism and, and keep us safe and build our military. Republicans were just I mean, they were the party of the founding fathers, the party of Lincoln, the party that would keep America great. The only problem was they didn't have the backbone. 
they would kowtow to the Democrats. They would kowtow to the media. Whenever Republicans were accused of something, they got very, very, uh, they'd stand offish. They didn't want to be seen as the bad guy. They were scared. They, they didn't want, they thought the media ruled the world. If the media went on television or, uh, you know, a newspaper wrote a bad op-ed about them, it was the end of their career, or so they thought. So they never stood up to the media. None of them. And what happened now is you had a guy that stood up to everybody and said, this is what I believe. You know, I believe America should be strong. I believe the economy should be strong. I believe we should have a strong border. These are not necessarily new agenda items. These are, this is not a new um, you know, blueprint for the, the, the best and greatest capitalist society in the history of the world. No, this is this is stuff that's been believed and been thought out for a long time. It's just nobody in the Republican Party had the backbone to actually execute it. Well, now Donald Trump does. And basically, Mitt Romney and, and Colin Powell and, and George Bush and Christy and all these other people, John Kasich, all these people are like, well, you know, we were Republicans before. You were a Republican and we were nicer Republicans and you're mean. So we're going to go hang out with the Democrats because you're not the kind of Republican we want to be. Basically, they're saying Donald Trump, he's an effective Republican and we don't like that. That's why they're coming out against him. As far as Melania's friend and his sister and everyone else, a lot of people think that this is Donald Trump's last hurrah. They think that Donald Trump will be out of office in January. So for everyone who hasn't yet written their tell-all book, everyone who hasn't yet tried to capitalize on their time with the president, everyone who once once Donald Trump's out of office, whether it happens in January of 2021 or January of 2025, there will be no more market for anti-Trump material. So if you're his sister and you've got secret recordings or if you're his wife's former friend and I don't know, dresser or hair, I don't even know what she was. If you've got dirt on Donald Trump or Melania Trump or any of the Trumps that you're trying to turn into cash, you've got to do it now because the clock is ticking. He may get another four years, but you can't chance that you've got to you've got to sell your story now just in case Joe Biden somehow manages to squeak out a victory, which he ain't going to. But just in case, 855-765-1045. Great question. Thanks so much for the call. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show is on the way. Stay tuned. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855 is our number. I didn't mention the CDC. We're going to get to that real quick. First, though, this is Rick and Callahan. Hi, Rick. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Oh, good morning, Rick. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Uh, Mark, I want to say, uh, first of all, to me, if you're not uh, American and you don't vote for Trump, you are a plain, dumb, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with that logic. <laughs> All right, now my second question, Mark. Uh, yeah. I've been hearing on on this one hundred four point five about a book called Blitz. Yeah, are you familiar with? But uh, it's uh, put on by Newsmax. Yeah, I know. I know. I read the book. They sent me a copy. Okay, is Newsmax the same channel uh, uh, on cable like eleven uh, fifteen? Yes, on Xfinity eleven fifteen. That's correct. Okay. All right. When I called this morning about getting a free copy of it. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, some guy, he was trying to sell me a bunch of magazines. Hmm. Uh, Newsmax, mags, I never heard of them. Okay. 
Well, did you buy them? No, I no no oh, I didn't. Okay. But uh, right. but, uh, but uh, my question is: Is it a legitimate? Can it, they want four ninety nine for shipping and handling? Is uh, is it safe for me to give them a credit card? To give news for the book? Yeah, they want uh, $4.99 $4 for shipping and handling for the book. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's a pretty good deal. You get the free book for four ninety nine. I mean, it's up to you. I, look, I, Newsmax, I'll be honest with you, I have a show on Newsmax, so I'm not going to say anything bad about them whatsoever. Uh, okay. You know, I trust them with my product. I've read the book. It's a great book. You need me to say it? No, you don't have to okay. say anything. But uh, but I mean, look, yeah, there. Are, I know the uh, I know the CEO, a guy named Christopher Ruddy. He's a billionaire already, so he's not going to try to steal your money. He doesn't need it. Um, so I would well, say I don't, and, I, I don't have a whole lot to steal. So I don't yeah. care. <laughs> look, here's the deal. If if you want the book and they're charging you four ninety nine for shipping, here's the deal. Do it. And if you get the book or you don't, if you don't get the book for whatever reason, if they renege on the offer or whatever, call me and I will send you five dollars and you'll have gotten a free book and you'll have made a penny. <laughs> thank you, Mark. All right, Rick. Hey, God, bless, God bless your show, and uh, uh, thank you for immigrating down here from Canada. Oh, hey, no, thank my parents. They dragged me, man. They dragged I mean, I wanted to come, but it was all, I was eight. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. And, and by the way, the Newsmax TV show, if you miss it, you can now watch it again. Uh, just go to Newsmax, search for the Mark K Show. They'll have the last episode up. They'll have the last couple. So if you're like the other Josh and you always go, oh, I forgot that was on, then you can just go to Newsmax.tv. And uh, and again, the book I've read the book. I I didn't even pay for it. They just sent it to me for free, and it was a great book. Um, so maybe check that out if you want to. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Ira from Miami. Hi, Ira. How are you? Good. How are you today? Oh, doing really well. What do you want to say today, Ira? Well, I just wanted to tell you that when I listen to your program, I get so informed in such a short period of time yeah. that it, it, it boggles my mind. I love it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, well, we don't have a lot of time, so we got to you know do it fast. But I'm glad that your mind is boggled, Ira. Okay, Ira, I, I, Ira, do, is it I got, Ira? Yeah, Ira. Sorry, it's Ira. Yes, yeah. Jewish guy from Jersey. Right, I got it. <laughs> okay. I got a disturbing thing on uh, my Facebook today yeah. that somebody had sent me, and it really disturbed me because it showed me that that our children are going to start getting infiltrated and brainwashed into being being BLM supporters, and it kind of got me a little nuts. It kind of just doesn't want me to, you know, tell my sister to send her kids to, or have her kids go to school because she's going to get they're going to get brainwashed from BLM. I saw some disturbing clips of people actually, you know, the teachers actually standing behind. Behind the fist that's going in the air. I also saw on a clip that it actually saw it on Glenn TV. I don't know if you watch them or not or whatever it yeah. is. But but I saw also a teacher standing behind a uh, in different colors like BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, and yeah. and all all kind of slogans that they have. I right, now, this is this is public school you're talking about. This is what I'm talking about, public school. Yeah, and that's the thing about public school that a lot of people don't realize is you have no control over what your kids are. And here's what they're going to – there's a lot of stuff. It's it, They're going to they're gonna require mandatory sensitivity training or they're going to call it a racial equality. They're already doing it in colleges. Um, you know, when you, when you show up as a freshman, you're going to have to take this particular class, and they're going to make it a requirement 
to graduate. So that is something that happens not only at the public school level, but the private school level and also in the college and university level. And it, it look, it is. You need to make sure that you know what your kids are learning in class. And I think one of the best things about the quarantine and these kids being, um, you know, this virtual learning or the, you know, the learning from home, whatever it is. I think a lot of parents, they're opening their eyes to what is happening in their kids' classrooms, what their kids are being taught, more importantly, what their kids aren't being taught. You know, there are some school systems that require parents to sign a waiver that say you will not eavesdrop on your child's Zoom call while they're trying to learn because what happens is people are watching their teachers and they're watching these public school curriculum and they're thinking, that's not right. That's not what I want my kids to learn. Wait, you're leaving out big, important parts of that. And then they're calling the school to complain. And they don't want their curriculum questioned, especially if you're not paying for it. My recommendation to you is, if you can, try to find a school where you are the client. Because you have a you have much more say in your child's education um, than with public school where you have zero. Hey, thanks for the call, though. We really appreciate it. Listen, before we go, the CDC, these numbers that came out and already Twitter's starting to, you know that, you know it's a big deal because Twitter's already started censoring some tweets, including the one that Donald Trump retweeted. They're removing them. But the, the new numbers coming out from the CDC over the weekend, over the, they, I, I believe they tried to bury this story. But the story has to do with COVID-19 and what caused the death in all of these COVID-19 patients. And the CDC, apparently, according to this new survey, shows that only 6% of all the deaths that were attributed to COVID-19, only 6% were actually from just COVID-19. Meaning, if you got the coronavirus, the fact that the coronavirus would be the sole reason that you would die is only 6% of what they previously thought. And that is really bad news for the Democrats, because their whole platform, once again, is Donald Trump killed 180,000, 200,000 Americans. When really we start to see that the six percent, that the number of people who actually died just from COVID-19, just from coronavirus, was was 94 percent lower than previously anticipated. And the CDC coming out with this report over the weekend, which, again, I believe was their way of trying to bury it. And now Twitter starting to starting to delete and hide tweets that mention this story shows once again, A, that everybody's doing whatever they can to help Donald to help Joe Biden get elected. And B, the coronavirus may not be what we thought it was. Got to We got to get out of here. I can't believe how fast this show went today. I apologize. I would have I would have talked faster. Had I known how much there was to cover and how little time we had. We will be back tomorrow, though, uh, Tuesday edition of the Mark Gay Show. Stay tuned for traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh. It's all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV.